It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for spending time with us once again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more info, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. Well, on top in the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, a discussion slated for this coming Wednesday at 2 Eastern titled The Present and Future of Autonomous Vehicle Technology, Economics and Policy. The panel will feature you, Cliff Winston, Senior Fellow in Economic Studies at the Brookings Institution, and Mark Scribner, Senior Transportation Policy Analyst at the Reason Foundation. So give us what the idea is behind this, Alan. Well, I think uh, we uh, sort of had been uh, talking amongst ourselves and, and realizing that uh, there's there's been a lot going on, of course, in this uh, in this field and and there are a lot of different ideas out there and there's certainly a lot of different terminology and it seems to be coming together but maybe it's a little bit hesitant or at this particular point and we just thought that we'd try to clear the air and and really uh, uh put uh, succinctly uh, what the, the opportunities are, what the markets are, and the economics uh, whereby it's so nice to have uh, Cliff Winston with us because he is uh, the uh, economist, uh, transportation economist on the planet, at least that's what I like to call him, and, and Mark Scribner, who is really focused on on policy aspects of this. And the three of us getting together to really uh, talk about what it is, what it isn't, uh, what the terminology challenges are, and really to discuss and to bring in uh, the, uh, the writers uh, uh, who, who, who write about this uh, in not only the Sunday supplements, but also in the front pages. To, to try to get uh, some cohesion in terms of the terminology and so that, that when one's talking about one thing, it's clear what they're talking about and it's not the other thing and so on. So it's really meant to try to remove a lot of the confusion. Uh, we hope to be able to take questions at the end of it and have a discussion, uh, but the idea is is to put out a, some clear thought on all of this topic. There are some we've talked so often going back years now about the the differences between phrases like self driving and driverless. They mean different things. Uh, of course, they mean differently things and autonomous vehicles and AVs and the whatever and so on and so forth. I mean, the, the, it's one thing to describe the technology. It's the other thing to describe what it is that one is trying to do with this. Is it, are you trying to assist the driver? Are you trying, or are you trying to do the driving? And they're quite very, very different because if you're doing the driving, then you don't need the driver. That has a fundamental economic impact on this. And that is the fundamental value. 
Now, all of this may have been sold up to this particular point in time that it has all to do about safety. Uh, no, it doesn't have to do all about safety. It has to be safe, absolutely. It can't, it can't uh, uh, not be safe. But that's not the value here. That's, you know, as we know, uh, nobody pays for safety. Uh, otherwise, everybody would have driven Volvo since 1965, and there wouldn't be any other car companies. I mean, it's almost not to be so blunt about it, uh, but where the real value of all this, where the economic value of this, where the societal value of this is, is if, if is when it hits the economics of it, uh, the cost of production, because if the cost of production can be reduced, then its price the price of consumption can be reduced. And therefore the opportunities made to many others associated with this and the economic impact of this is then substantial. But that requires that you are actually able to remove the labor associated with it. So we'll go through this in, in detail and try to make it clear but that's the what we're trying to point out here, and so there are and there are aspects in which yes, safety is improved, and sure, that's an opportunity for the insurance industry to come in here and really uh, take advantage of it. Why? Because my goodness, if insurance can keep the money that they collect from us and not have to pay it back when we crash, guess what? They become very rich very quickly. I mean, it you know. Any kid running a lemonade stand knows, oh, my goodness, I want to be in that business. OK, and guess what? That also lets them do say maybe, hey, we won't charge as much, but we'll get to keep more. Oh, my goodness. Oh, top line goes down. Oh, my goodness. The sky's falling. Ooh, but the bottom line goes up. Uh, now I feel good. I, I don't know. We'll try to bring it out. But anyway, we, it should be a very good one. Uh, 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 session. Uh, Mark is, is excellent on the policy side, and one can't find anybody better than, than Cliff Winston on the economic side. I think much maybe, but whatever. Well, registration is required. There's a link in the latest newsletter for that. And we're going to put it on the screen for those of you watching as well here. Now, Tesla had another AI day. And while a lot of time and headlines were devoted, as we knew they would be, to the Optimus uh, robot, uh, a prototype was on stage with Elon Musk. There was much more to watch starting about an hour in, right? Right. Uh, and as I note in the in the smart driving cars, e-letter, e uh, I'm not a particular fan of, uh, of humanoids, although I, I do te technically I am impressed with what they've done uh, with the humanoids so far, as we saw it really, of course, doesn't work as everybody says, well, FSD doesn't work. Well, this doesn't work either. Uh, but uh, but it, from the, the description of the progress, it, 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 is, fair, it is really impressive what they've, what they've done and, and the approach that they've taken. And we'll wait and see whether or not it creates something that, that is useful. I, I, I just, there, there are too many bad images uh, that go into my brain when I think about if I had one of these that I just don't even want to think about the, the thoughts. So. I don't want to go go into it here, uh, but in our in 
into the thing, he, the, 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 the topic changes to uh, uh, what their, their progress in trying to evolve to a point in which um, uh, a, a computer can drive a car in, I'd like to say, an operational design domain such that it doesn't need a human. That's my definition of it. And what you saw, the progress that that's been made. I was, I was, I was both. I was really impressed with the progress that they've made. Two, I was really impressed with the amount of uh, of, of advancements that they have made. It 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 just comes out in, 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 that this is a as everybody says, this is an extremely difficult problem. And I continue to say that, that, you know, to do it even near everywhere, anytime is, I don't know, I'm not going to see it. I just don't think I'm going to see it. It's just too difficult, uh, such that the, such that the human intervention isn't required um, to keep the thing going um, through such a wider, uh, diverse array of space and time um, uh, that, um, that it doesn't need a human brain in there to help it out substantially. Um, but uh, I also think that they've done an enormous, enormous amount of hard work and put the tools together to be able to move forward. And of course, the impressive piece is the, the data that's associated with uh, helping it uh, move forward, or which seems to be a necessary condition on uh, doing this. And when you look back, uh, people, I guess, will say just like it was maybe brilliant that uh, Elon decided to put uh, superchargers and charging stations out there and do it himself uh, as he was putting the vehicles out there. I guess people will say looking at crowdsourcing of, of situations uh, that um, let, let you discover what you didn't know. Um, and having your customers do it um, willingly and enthusiastically in a crowdsourcing manner, uh, we can call it beta testers, um, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, you can't pay for it. Uh, the 160,000 vehicles out there collecting data from you, feeding you, what would that cost you? If you had to pay for it, now, those are the ones yeah. running the full self-driving beta right now. Apparently, uh, you know, and uh, the other thing that has impressed me, maybe not impressed others, is the fact that that uh, in the calibration of uh, the deep learning models, uh, they're now using video instead of just images. Uh, I guess we've, I'll say, we've always known that this should be done with video. Why? Because video inherently contains the kinematics of what's going on uh, inherently. So you don't only get position where things are, but you end up getting velocity and you end up getting acceleration. 
and you end up getting jerk and you end up getting ready to change jerk. Oh my goodness, all embedded in that, which single images don't give you that. And so all of a sudden having the kinematics of what's going on in the environment inherently coming in in the calibration process to me fundamentally has to be, ooh, and then, and I, I guess that's the way to do this. I mean, you know, I think we've always sort of known that. He's saying that the, the FSD is going to be ready for worldwide rollout in a few months by the, by the end of this year. We've heard kind of predictions before that haven't always panned out, but they're making Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the question is, is what do you do? What is FSD? Okay. And this is what we're going to talk about on Wednesday. All right. FSD is not driverless. Okay. I don't, you know, whatever, put, put whatever language you want on it. I don't care. It's not. And he certainly can take whatever FSD is and roll it out worldwide. Why not? But I suspect that when he rolls it out worldwide, there is, it isn't going to come out there and say, this is so that you can get out of your car and not and let your car go and do it yourself. That's not going to be the instruction set. One has to read, one has to read the instruction set. When one does a deal, one has to look at the details. One has to look at the terms and conditions. Terms and conditions mean everything. What, you think in three words you can embody whatever? Of course not. It's silly. Why? Oh, my goodness. Well, come on. Everything, you've got to read the terms and conditions. You get in an elevator, there are terms and conditions associated with you getting in an elevator. I get in an airplane at Newark Airport, there are terms and conditions. So, yeah, he can. So, yes, okay, he can roll it out. All right. And he but should it does, change. It, doesn't, it does not mean that you won't have to be paying full attention. Of course not. Why should you assume that? Oh, my goodness. Do you know what it takes to do that? That's like saying you, you're you're at the end of the rainbow and you found the you found the pot of gold. Okay, come on, we're not, not people aren't that naive. Now I think that what what has happened is that the, that FSD has gone out there and people have used it and said, my goodness, yes, the terms I've read the terms and conditions and with the within these terms and conditions, this darn thing is darn good, and I'm scared to death to do anything more now sure there's some jerks out there who do well great you know see ya sorry <laughs> a little bit more uh tesla unveiled the uh, the latest version of its dojo supercomputer uh and he <laughs> said it was so powerful that it tripped the power grid in palo alto yeah, I, I guess, I guess, so whatever, whatever. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's exaflops, 10 to the 18 floating point instructions per second, apparently. I mean, that's what they claim in, in, the, in, the, in the terms and conditions. Okay, now, if they're lying to us, they're lying to us. I, I don't know. I didn't sit there and test it. But my goodness. But you'd be it, happy it, to. <laughs> I'd be. I'd, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, like getting the candy store on that one, but uh, um, to put together such a, a computational array has to have motivation. And the, if the motivation is that it, this is what those who are working on trying to solve this problem or advance this problem need, it means that, my goodness, unless you have access to 10 to the 18 floating point instructions per second, you better have the most elegant solution that anybody's seen in a, in a while. And if you don't, you've got to get it. So all of a sudden, all those in competition for all this, there's a separation here because this is now this is the, because because the, the game now is, is is not only the intellectual talent and the intellectual talent can overcome this somebody can come up with a very elegant solution my goodness as i like to tell my students look you know fleas are have always been you know in my in my room yet i can go look at the wall here and i don't see you know flea guts all over the wall you know, they have, they, they do, can do collision avoidance with like about, I don't know, I claim they have three neurons in their brain. I know they have more than three neurons, but, you know, so, you know, collision avoidance is, is there's, there's some fundamental elegance somewhere in, in, in to solve this problem, okay, that we may not have hit on yet, that therefore wouldn't require, you know, a dojo or, or, or exoflops. Uh, to be able to calibrate it to get it to work, okay, and 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 so therefore, uh, you know, the brains are really important, okay, but also you need the tools, you know. If I mean, if we wouldn't needed exoflops to land on the moon, we wouldn't have never we would never landed on the moon because we didn't have them. I mean, what the heck did that poor thing have? So yes, we may not absolutely need this may be a brute force approach that we're using now to try to solve this problem maybe all this deep learning neural network gazillion uh, coefficients fed with who knows what teraflops of video data of every imaginable situation and whatever and so on and so forth to get it to work maybe that's not you know, you, you just have to look at a baby and see how a baby learns. Uh, you know, I guess there are exoflops up here that, you know, there are probably some elegant solutions that we have yet. But right now where we are in the elegant solution evolution, we need an enormous compute power to be able to go out and make advances. And so therefore, who you know, if you're competing on this thing, you better have not only the brains, but you better have the tools. And it seems as if what they've developed there are both the brains and the tools. Now, others may have also, but if you haven't, good luck. I mean, you better be, a, you, you better have, um, oh, man, a lot of smoke and mirrors. Okay, and if the smoke and mirrors end up, people, people, you know, whoa, yo, what are you doing? So, um, but um, it seems as if uh, they up the ante here, 
And I guess the impressive thing to me about the uh, AI day is it's a recruiting day. And I don't know if, if, it, if this was back in 1965 or 67 or 70, you know, I'd probably go to work for, for Tesla. I'm sure lots of your students will be looking there too. Um, they may, I, you know, some already call, have they're, worked they're, 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 well some the of them are bright. Some of them are not so bright, but you know, we'll <laughs> wait and see. Meanwhile, uh, Tesla is saying it's moving away from ultrasonic sensors in favor of Tesla vision. I guess not a surprise there. Well, not a surprise there because apparently the, the compute power that they put behind this has gotten the resolution of the, of the image system. And the, since the image system is so clearly the centerpiece of the data aspect of this, that why not hang it on there? It sees close as well as it sees far. Okay, and it has 360 on it. And, you know, um, uh, and it's uh, adjustable. And therefore, if you sort of package it in and piece it up in time and so on and so forth, um, having another set of sensors, um, it, it just, it, it, it's nice, uh, but it, ha it always has challenges and, and, and Yes, you, you would like to have confirmation that what you've seen in one mode, you see in another mode. And it's sort of great when they're confirmed, at least you feel good. When they disagree, then the question is, which one's right? Okay. And, um, and if, they, if they believe that in fact, um, um, there's no reason to think that an ultrasonic sensor is going to uh, be better in the short range than just doing their, just doing some different process on their images that they're capturing anyway. Why bother? I, I guess. Okay. It's just well, like, it's just like them giving up on, 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 um, on radar and lidar okay it's just um, again i i've agreed with them since the beginning on that one philosophically okay um and and i won't you know lidar folks don't necessarily appreciate me the 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 the, the, the main reason for lidar originally was for slam so that you would know precisely where you are but I've always claimed I didn't know, I don't need to know where I am precisely. Okay. I just need to know where I am relative to what's around me, close by. That's where these things work really well. And I and God, if she if she thought that that we I needed a lidar, she would have put one right here for me. I, I think so. But 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 you know, I, I know that's a little flippant, but I think it's a little fundamental. Then all of a sudden I have this thing and then all of a sudden then I have to deal with it in, in different weather conditions. And then you say, well, you don't you have to deal with weather, different weather conditions. And, you know, my goodness. Well, look, when Ian hits Florida, you know, don't go anywhere. All right. 
We're not trying to solve the hurricane problem with this. We're not trying to solve the, the fog problem with this. And we'll discuss this. We'll hopefully bring this out on Wednesday. Okay. If somebody's out there looking for a hurricane solution problem, then, you know, sure, go for it. But that's not what, what all this is. I mean, whoa, we're going to have to wait to solve the hurricane problem before we can deliver some value out of the technology and all this work so far. Oh, FSD doesn't work because it doesn't work in a hurricane. Oh, I mean, oh my goodness. Cut it out. Meanwhile, SpaceX keeps rolling along too with a, with a lot of progress there. It's so much, the launch, every other day, it seems. Uh, the launch yesterday in, 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 the, in the sunset and then the view from the, from the from the um, recovery vessel coming back. I mean, oh, whoa, (laughs) whatever. I got a lot of enjoyment watching launches this past week. (coughs) And uh, I guess they're even gonna pick up the pace, it sounds like, but (laughs) so just amazing. What'd they do, three or four last week? I mean, it's like ridiculous. We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, the symbol is MOTO. You can get more info at MOTOETF.com. On the site there, find the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there that can help you make informed decisions about investing ETFs, you probably know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments. Maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars. From the latest newsletter, Alan, you highlight a New York Times piece headlined, The Long Road to Driverless Trucks. It focused on Kodiak Robotics and its partner, U.S. Express. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it focused on that one, but it points out very well, you know, if the objective is driverless trucks, then the thing really has to work. It, it doesn't mean that now you don't, you, it, it also means attendantless truck, okay? Because because you really don't get the, 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 the economic value out of out of the technology until you can remove the driver, that labor component. Now, if you really, I think you really do need an attendant in the truck. I think it's really important there, but it's not being sold as that. It's not being sold as as having a as having the the goods that are back in the fifty three foot trailer being better taken care of because now there's somebody that can be an attendant over that shipment and still be there and be in a great working condition and not be stressed and be more productive and all those things. But that's called, at least if you're going to say that, that's advanced driver assistance system. Okay. And if it was being sold as that, then I think that has enormous value. It has enormous value to the driver. It has enormous value to 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 uh, uh, U.S. Express and 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 
and the, 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 the company, uh, the, the drivers are healthier, they're happier, the, the shipment gets there, the, the safety has to improve and so on and so forth. Those should be the selling pieces, not the driverless, okay? Now, if you're selling the driverless piece, no, nobody in it, just a blob going down the, down the Jersey Turnpike or Route 1 or Cleveland Lane. Boy, you got some work to do, okay? That thing not only has to work all the time, and as, as Kate properly points out, you know, you can't have driver interventions. So in the operational design domain, which is it enables that goods movement to go from an A to a B all the way without intervention by a human, without what's called disengagement, then once you're there, okay. But doesn't look like we're near there yet. And the shame of it is that they're not selling the ADAS piece of it as they're developing this. Seems to me they could be earning revenue. But who am I? I'm, you know, I'm stuck here in in the bubble, you know. And and at the same time, attracting drivers because we all know they're the trucking companies and attracting drivers and doing well and right. and 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 having their the driver's family be happy about it because because when when the driver come not that the driver comes home a mess. I wouldn't be suggesting that after a hard days of work out there on the road. I mean, I can't imagine sitting there staring and trying to keep something between two white lines, you know, 10 hours a day, six days a week to feed my family. I, I couldn't do that. How many people can do that? That needs help. Why, why isn't there just an enormous initiative why why didn't Cade write about look at what this really does to improve driver health driver safety driver mentality uh, system safety value to the proposition bottom line return on investment uh, to the ceo blah 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 reduced insurance and so on it's not what the article is about the article was about removing a driver so that you can move a chunk without the cost of a driver that's a different problem and that and that very thought certainly doesn't make uh drivers who are out there happy either <laughs> they're trying to take our jobs with them. well there's, no, there's a, a no they, they don't have to worry because my goodness you know to be able to do that but I've heard those worries from some drivers, so they do worry about it. Sure. Well, I worry about a bunch of junk, too, you know, that, that really isn't what, whatever. Yes, of course. But that, that, that's not going to happen. We aren't going to have these things going up and down the New Jersey Turnpike, uh, even in, in the, in the uh, truck barrel. I don't believe it. Not anytime soon. I mean, the, the, the public, they'll write their congressman, congressperson, all right? And, and, and the, the misbehavior that's going to happen because of that, and all of a sudden, it's all going to be exceedingly ugly because the public won't, won't, won't have been acclimated to this. 
And, you know, people go nuts over who knows what out there on the roadway. <sighs> you know, some people see this. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't Meanwhile, Alan, here comes Elon saying the first deliveries of the Tesla semi will happen December 1st with Pepsi being customer number one. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I, yeah, I, I think let, let's wait and see if, if it does happen. If it's not December one, I guess it will happen. They'll have them out there. A bunch of folks are going to want to buy um, electric trucks. As just uh, you know, just the why they have a driver in there anyway. Might as well try it out. Whatever it's you know we have we have uh, you know natural gas buses on city streets. We have, you know, garbage trucks with natural gas propulsion. Sure. You know, that people think that that's a good idea. Great. You know, uh, uh, easy to do. Okay. But guess what those trucks will likely have on them? Probably have autopilot. They'll have an advanced driver assistance system on there to help the driver drive that truck. <sighs> if they do, which, you know, I don't know. I, 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 he really hasn't pushed it. <sighs> My goodness, they're going to change the trucking industry with it. Intel's Mobileye has filed for an IPO, likely the biggest of the year. At the same time, they're warning of potential potholes in the road to autonomous driving in, in this filing. Well, of, it's an IPO filing. Okay. So therefore, it has to be honest. And one of the things that you have to put in there is all the risks. And so they, of course, they, they and, and one should read the risks. Go there and read because this is the risk that everybody in this business faces, whether or not it's brought out explicitly or not explicitly. What I find most interesting about the mobile iFiling is their revenue to date. Okay. Their revenue to date is non trivial, my humble opinion. And what's it in? advanced driver assistance systems. They're out there selling that stuff, getting revenue, using the what they're learning from that to move the technology along to eventually get to driverless. I mean, it almost looks like an FSD. They didn't call it that, luckily. Otherwise, people would be complaining, okay? They're a little bit more honest about it, okay? But the fine print's the same. And if you look at the revenue that they've garnered and, and the market markets that they're in and the description of those markets, this is substantive business. To me, this is where the Kodiaks and the other you know, trucking systems should be. They should be following the model that, that Mobileye followed. They said, we're going to, yes, this is all valuable, but let's do it 
progressively and let's do it first to assist the driver, which in some sense is the same way autopilot has done it to FSD and so on. And let's, let's out of that, at least deliver some value, tangible value in the marketplace for which we can get tangible revenue to show that we have a tangible business so that we can put together the tools and the, the intellect that allows us to continue to evolve this thing forward. And so one, one should read very carefully the S1. This, it's, it, that and, 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 and the um, AI day are the two you know, really fundamental um, uh, pieces in, in, in this latest e-letter. That's where the business is, okay? And you know, they have a lot to be proud of. What it also sort of suggests to me, though, is that, you know, it may be that it is so darn difficult to make it to driverless that one doesn't, we don't make it to driverless anytime soon. But even though we don't make it to driverless anytime soon, we then deliver substantial value to improving the driver, the advanced driver assistance systems, the emergency, automated emergency braking systems really do work. They are fully integrated with the, uh, auto, uh, with the intelligent cruise control so that there's a smooth transition between them and so on. So that safety is really improved so that the driving public, both in, 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 in trucks and in, in, in vehicles really improves. And maybe, you know, in the broad, we don't get the driverless. I think we can get the driverless in the narrow. And we're probably at driverless in the narrow right now, which is my new thought. Well, not new thought, but my focus right now. It's first of all, hey, take this, how good it is right now. And instead of saying, hey, it's not trying to make it, well, so that it driverless everywhere. How about let's find the operational design domains where it does work and see if any of those operational design domains solve any of the or deliver any societal value. So instead of starting with a societal value and saying, let's work it on the societal value and work it on that one. Let's see, let's look at where this works and see if there's any societal value and where that works. And that's kind of what I'm focused on now. Try and to along, along those lines, yeah. right? Uber and uh, Motional have a 10-year operating agreement now to roll out robo-taxis across the U.S. Um, it's the kind of thing, I suppose, that, that we've been talking about, um, maybe. Of course, maybe. Uh, I think ride-hailing is, is the wrong market. Because I think if you look at the operational design domains where these things do work, in other words, operational design domain, A's and B's times, whatever, when this stuff can get the thing from A to B and not need a driver, doesn't intersect well with ride hailing. I mean, if you look at the fundamentals of ride hailing, 
it's probably the toughest mobility problem out there. You know, provide mobility to, to anybody who wants to go from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. I mean, that's been the beauty of it. Oh my goodness, let me use my phone. I just got out of the airplane, but boom, let me do it. I want to go to Kukagu and it's going to take me. I mean, beautiful. But if you look at what the demands are, the requirements are on the mobility system that is going to deliver that to you, I think you need a human brain in that thing. Because who knows where you are? I mean, it may want to go to Jackson, New Jersey. <laughs> right? That means it has to go all the way to Jackson. That means you've got, this thing's got to work almost everywhere. Otherwise, it's going to say, no, thank you. Okay, it didn't work to Jackson. It's going to work to Princeton. No, is it going to work to where? Oh, it, it works to Market Street in, in Newark. Oh, well, I'm not going there. Holy mackerel. How many declines are you going to get? Who? I need a human in there to fill in. Oh, well, I can do this one with my automated vehicle, and I may be able to do that one with my automated vehicle. But if you look over the progression of time, how many of those things add up over what amount of time in 10 years? I don't think you have a revenue stream out of that thing that supports anything. <laughs> you're, you're, back, you're back to pre-revenue. So, so, I don't know. so what you're talking about is redesigning, and this could work if they redesign the approach to the kinds of things that you've been talking about. For it depends what problem you're trying to. Let's see where the darn thing works, and 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 try to find the places where it works that has a problem that you can solve. With this, I I don't I don't know. I'm. It would be nice if FSD worked everywhere. Or pick your pick your poison, uh, emotionals version of FSD work everywhere. Sure, I mean you know maybe it, it works in in Las Vegas. Okay, great. But that doesn't, uh, and and I guess Uber will go in there and you know. Get a few rides in Las Vegas out of this. Uber, Uber's the, the beauty of Uber, if you could get a human on this thing, is it can work in almost anywhere. All you got to do is find the human. Now, to think that a computer is going to do what the human did for them in that one, that's a tough one. Good. I, I mean, I, I wish them all luck. I, I hope so. It would be very nice. It'll make mobility very, very much better, very much more inexpensive. But who, who in, in Chandler is choosing to have a driverless vehicle taken from A to B as opposed to a driver vehicle and why? Now, if it's because they've been able to make the driverless vehicle trip uh, 
a third the price of an Uber trip or a driver trip, then, you know, I'm paying attention. If it's, oh, I want to take a selfie and whatever, or if it's because, oh my goodness, I really prefer having th this computer, this computer-driven car trip was so fantastic. I mean, I can't imagine having a professional driver, one who is doing this to, to feed his or her family and be, be pleasant to me and comfort and, 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 and uh, just uh, adapt to me and make me feel wonderful. This computer did it better. I'm paying attention. I haven't seen papers written like that yet. Okay. I don't think I don't think I'm going to see them either. But I don't want to prejudge anything. Government technology, uh, Alan, finally has a, has a report headlined. When will AVs actually start to smooth traffic flows? Another issue here. I'm, it, totally, it, I'm just it, totally disgusted with those things. I mean, I mean, are they crazy? I mean, we're not doing this for that. Nobody's doing. Nobody is invest. Nobody's nobody's developing the dojo to 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 smooth out traffic. Okay. Nobody. I mean, if it ends up happening, it ends up happening, and that's one of the benefits. But I mean, to think and 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 those who want to smooth out traffic have no that don't have two nickels to rub together in their pocket to pay for the development anyway. And I'm just I'm just tired of see, seeing reports like that. So never mind. I get a lot of people angry with me on that one. <laughs> on that note. I just I, I just whatever. If if that's what government is doing these days, my goodness, you know, give up. Well, on that note, Alan, uh, thank, we want to thank our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. Our website is smartdrivingcar.com. You can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Your smart speaker can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching and please stay safe. And I hope we'll see uh, everybody also on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time, and who knows what other time around the world that you might jump in. Uh, we hope to be able to be taking questions from the audience also. And uh, hope to see you on Wednesday. And a note that it will be available for streaming afterwards if you can't make it on Wednesday. Sure, all, of course. That's that's the beauty of all this. I mean, nothing now nothing gets lost, okay? <laughs> and uh, all this is uh, forever uh, available.